Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code RTFP to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to DraftKings Network. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Wisdom Wednesday Presented, as always, of course, by DraftKings. And the wisdom today is going to come from a longtime NFL strength coach. Guy I've known for a while, Steve Saunders. Most recently with the Ravens for a long time. You know, it's funny. I don't think I've ever had a strength coach on the show before. You guys know I love making sure you know about all the different aspects of football, of an organization, what they all mean, how they all play a part in what you guys get a chance to see on Sunday. So we'll be joined momentarily by Steve. It's a new week, remember, so I love getting Spread the Word winners via social media. I'm going to remember to actually announce them tomorrow. At Ross Tucker NFL, at Ross Tucker Pod. Speaking of tomorrow, don't forget, doing a live show, 4 to 6 p.m. at Gatsby's Pub in Pottstown. Which means Pottstown's like halfway between where I grew up, Reading, and where I do a lot of work in Philly. Uh, I decided that if you like football, or you like me, or you like beer, or you like food, and you live within an hour of Pottstown, it's mandatory. You have to go tomorrow night, Thursday night, August 3rd, 4 to 6 p.m. Should be awesome. Almost as awesome as today's big show. The Big Show. All right, so as promised, we got Steve Saunders, longtime strength coach in the NFL. And Steve, I was saying right before we brought you on, I don't know, it's kind of crazy. I've had this show on my own for 10 years now. I, I, I probably did at some point, but I don't recall bringing on an NFL strength coach uh, like you've been for so long. And what I always like to start with, because obviously we got thousands of people that love football, how did you get the job? Like, how did you get into it? Because I know there's people that listen or watch that still, you know, have, have some thought of, man, I'd love to work in football someday in some capacity. So how did you get started as a strength coach? I know you were in Central PA training guys. Yeah, for me, it was a little bit different. A lot of guys start off and they're, they're what I call institutionalized already. So they're in a 
college program. They're in a college pro, uh, pro program, and they just sort of like work their way up slowly, you know, change a couple different organizations and get there. For me, it was a little different. I trained pro guys for, you know, 15, 16 years on the outside. I had facilities with my company Powertrain. Uh, you know, I was training half the Steelers on the outside, a ton of Steelers, a ton of Ravens. I would do combine training for guys. And uh, eventually, I think when, when Coach Harbaugh got the job in 2008, I was already training a, a bunch of Ravens players. And they uh, asked Coach if he would interview me. So I went in one day and spent a, a day there. And, you know, we really hit it off, had a great talk. And at the end of the day, he was like, well, he's like, I, I love you. I think you can be one of the greatest strength coaches ever. But you haven't done it before. Would you start off as an assistant? And he told me who he was going to hire. And uh, I told him no. And he, he was shocked by that. He's like, really? I was like, well, look, I really appreciate the thought, but I just don't agree philosophically with the guy you're going to hire. It was just different ways of training. And I told him I'd be doing a disservice to, to him and to the team if I wasn't all in on how they were going to train. It was a hit training program, which is just machines to failure might be familiar with. And yeah, you know, that, that was pretty much it. So, you know, fast forward, I'd probably drop him a text or an email maybe once a year after 2008 but we never saw each other. And then after 2015, they had the most injuries ever. And uh, out of the blue one day, I just dropped them an email and just said, hey, sorry about the challenges of this year. You know, we'd love to get together and talk with you, you know, if you had some time and just see how I might help you. And boom, one thing led to another. I, I met with him, met with Ozzy, met with some other people in the organizations. And, and there I was with the Ravens. And a year later, I was a head strength coach. And so, Steve, during that eight-year period from when you first interviewed to when you got the job, you just kept doing your thing, training. You, you, you weren't working for any other team. No, I, I just kept doing my thing. I mean, I think you, you got to keep your eye on the ball and just kept focused on working with athletes, working on ways of improving them, getting them faster, getting them stronger, keeping them healthy. And I, I truly didn't know whether I would necessarily ever get the opportunity but it really didn't matter. I, I was doing what I was passionate about, how I wanted to do it. And it, it just was, you know, just a blessing that it worked out to be able to do it so close to home with my wife and five kids and be able to do it with a great organization like the Ravens. So first of all, that's an awesome lesson, I feel like, in uh, two levels, right? Number one, persistence that you would, uh, you know, drop Harbaugh, a text or an email once or twice a year. That that stuff is invaluable just to stay in touch, stay top of mind. But then also, you know, that you were principled, right? That, you know, because I can imagine he was shocked. You're, you're giving a guy that's in central Pennsylvania training guys a chance to work for an NFL team. And he says, no, I can see how he was surprised. But that actually leads to another question, Steve. That So I, I played for five teams. I don't know how many strength coaches I, I had, to be honest with you. I know I had nine O-line coaches and nine head coaches, right? So I probably had close to that many strength coaches. I guess I am just stunned that there isn't more of a consensus on the best way to do it. I mean, I've gone from dumbbell heavy with Dave Redding to then Chip Morton came in and it was all the uh, – machines to failure that you were talking about. Then I go to um, Dallas and Parcells wanted 
squats and cleans on the clock. Like you, you did them like every couple minutes. I mean, I could go through them all, Steve. I mean, there's a lot of science. There's a lot of research. And yet there still doesn't seem to be, unless it's changed the last couple of years, doesn't seem much of a consensus as to the best way to train professional football players. Well, that's a loaded question because there's so much that goes into that. But it's really, you know, it starts at the top with a head coach and how he wants the training implemented in the off season and in the in season. And then philosophically with the strength coach, what program do they believe in? You know, there's a lot of things that work. There's a lot of things that don't work. And, and science will support almost every one of them on some level. So it's what they know. It's what the, the player culture will do, who the leaders are on the team. So there are a lot of ways to train. I feel like there's some best ways. I, I feel like individualized programs as much as you can is key because every guy, every player on that 90 man roster is just a little bit different and needs different things. And that's how I would look at guys in my facilities too. So, you know what? I'm not surprised you had a lot. I think it's better now since you played and there's some really good guys using science-based training on board, but there's still a lot of different programs out there for a lot of different reasons. You know, it's interesting too. Um, I always got the sense, Steve, like in college, Strength coaches' jobs, it feels like, are to get the guys bigger, faster, stronger. In the NFL, it, it, I mean, there's certain teams for sure. It's really just injury prevention. And the strength coach knows they're really only going to be under the firing line, potentially, if there's injuries. It just seems like that's like their number one concern. And especially to not have anybody get injured in the weight room or doing any of the training. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's so in college, you know, you're going to have the guys for three to five years to really develop them. And you're getting some 17, 18 year old kids that when they leave school, they're going to look completely different. They're going to be up 20 pounds of muscle, 30 pounds of body weight. The pros, it's a little bit different. I mean, I still think, you want to get guys stronger, but when I say stronger, I'm talking more stable, more mobile, you know, keep them healthy the entire year. Injury prevention is a dicey thing. There, there is no injury prevention. I mean, anything can happen at any time. A guy could be playing today in training camp who has a small ACL tear already, who has no idea his next movement's going to cause a full tear or his next awkward movement. And there's nothing you can do about that but try and keep that guy stable and on the field. Unfortunately, NFL strength coaches are usually the first guy on the firing line for when things go wrong. Well, it's got to be their fault. These guys all should have x-ray vision and know what's going on inside everybody's body. And it's just not the case. You know, um, it's interesting you mentioned that. Um, I can't remember. It was a few months ago, Steve, when, when you were let go by the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, you had a great run, man. I mean, it's funny. You look at things differently, I guess. I mean, I, I, I got fired four times and traded once in seven years. <laughs> you you got to be with the same organization for, what, seven, eight years. Um, you had a great run. Just your thoughts on, on your time in Baltimore and, and working for Coach Harbaugh and then just uh, how it ended. No, it, it was great. I mean, I, I have no complaints at all to get there and to really – change the program, change the culture to have 
you know, coaches say what they said to me about how I, I really helped change organizationally. You know, in 2019, we go 14 and two, you know, and, and people forget that and how amazing that was. So, you know, a couple things happened, you know, the last year, year or two. And, and like I said, you're, you're the guys making a great paycheck. And, you know, sometimes you just get caught in that line of fire. But I have no complaints. I mean, Coach Harbaugh is amazing. Ozzie Newsom, Eric DaCosta. I mean, it was such a great organization to work with. You know, this year I'm just enjoying time coaching my kids and just looking forward to my next team next year. Well, the key, I think, to making gains in the weight room, Steve, I don't know if you agree or not, it's Labatt Blue Light. The more (laughs) Labatt Blue Light you drink with your friends and family, the stronger you get. That is science. Live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The one thing, Steve, you said I thought was interesting because it really is true. Because we had one strength coach with Marty Schottenheimer and a very different one with Steve Spurrier. Like, total opposite, right? And then even uh, when Parcells came into Dallas... He kept, uh, I think his name's Joe Jurassic, um, something like that, in Dallas. He kept him, but Joe changed, uh, I can't remember his first name, but he changed what he did because Parcells told him he wanted squats and cleans on the clock. I don't remember, Steve, if it was every minute or every two minutes or every three minutes, but we were squatting heavy, cleaning heavy on a clock. You were doing the next set within two minutes or whatever it is. So uh, I, I guess it just seems like it's incredibly important that you're on the same page and aligned with the head coach. And ultimately, in my experience, you know, you're really just doing what the head coach asks you to do for the most part, right? Well, yes and no. I mean, Coach Harbaugh was so good. He's a visionary. I mean, he would question me. And as long as I had a why, and my why, I would answer like any client, pro athlete, whoever it was, he was good with it. And the best thing about coach Harbaugh was I tortured him six days a week. I mean, I, I trained him. He trained like the players. There's no doubt in my mind, pound for pound. He's the strongest head coach in the NFL. Coach Harbaugh works. He is a dog. He is committed. We're in there five 30 every morning. He's strong chin ups, split squats, you name it. That guy knows, and it was that's how it was great for me to get that buy-in from him. If a player would complain or say sore or whatever, you know, in the offseason, Coach Harbaugh would be like, well, so am I. You know, I, I'm doing the same type of stuff. And he really was. It, it was a blessing to have him with me and to really do that. Because if he was a head coach that didn't work out, and I won't name names certainly on that one, but it would have been hard to accomplish what I did because they just wouldn't have had the understanding that Coach Harbaugh did. What uh, what would you be doing right now, Steve? Like during training camp, what's the primary role of the strength coach nowadays during camp? 
So typically for us, the, the players would work out first thing in the morning, be a pretty short, short, short 30 to 45 minute workout. And, you know, nothing, nothing too strenuous. You know, it's first thing in the morning, it's training camp. But now's an important time when you need to make sure you keep everything working, everything strong. So you can't stop doing activity after you've just been training for six months. So typically they have morning workouts, then a break while they have meetings. And then as it gets close to the practice, we would have organized a pre and a post practice. So pre-practice is, you know, guys using bands, guys doing an active warm up, uh, guys doing some range of movement, movement, some mobility, get them ready for practice, obviously warm up for practice. And then afterwards, we really focus on recovery. We would have different stations. They would come into the field house after that. And it was a really successful program for us. You know, you mentioned it, um, Steve, but the, the, the silver lining, if there is one, uh, of being let go in Baltimore is, you know, being able to coach your sons. And in particular, what a cool time to be able to be with uh, your son that's going to be a junior at Bishop McDevitt High School uh, here in central Pennsylvania. For those of you that don't follow it, which is probably most of you, I, I can't assume that people follow high school football in Pennsylvania like I do. Uh, Steve's son, Stone, was the Gatorade Player of the Year in the state of Pennsylvania as a sophomore, which is really, really hard to do, obviously. He's the quarterback at Bishop McDevitt, which a lot of people are familiar with. Ricky Waters played there. LaShawn McCoy played there. Uh, they have a boatload of talent pretty much every year. Now, they have a senior who will be going to Alabama in a year. So they got a really good team. And this is quite the week for you, man. I saw where he's he's making his commitment on Friday before his junior year, by the way, which, you know, that's, that's kind of how it is with the top, top quarterbacks now. How, how nice has it been? I know you'd probably still rather be with the Ravens, but how nice has it been to be able to go on these visits and help Stone through this process? Well, it was really amazing. I mean, ever since March, we've been traveling so much, going to see different colleges, spending time with, with the different staffs there. Uh, he does quarterback training in Huntington Beach with 3DQB. He's done that for five, six years now. So we go out there once a month for years with those guys, gotten to do all those trips with him. So it, it's really an amazing time. I'm super excited for him. He's going to commit and announce it uh, Friday night. I feel like he found a, a good place that sort of met our mutual criteria. You know, for me, I wanted him to be with a great teacher, you know, because college football, I think you run the gambit of guys who are, you know, great teachers or coaches, or maybe they're just strong at recruiting at positions. But I want him with a great teacher and I want him to be somebody's number one pick, not their number three or four pick. Cause a lot of schools will offer multiple guys too. And yeah, you know, I'm really excited for Stoney. He, he works works at it every day. He's got a great mentality about it. And, uh, you know, it should be really exciting. I know he's anxious just to, to get off his shoulders as well. You know, I guess that's a question, Steve, is, is why now? Why before his junior year? Um, obviously, it's funny. I mean, I, I never even had a college talk to me <laughs> until after me. my junior season. <laughs> it's changed quite a bit. But he's been getting recruited now. You know, for a couple of years, I guess he kind of feels like he knows who really wants him and, and, and why wait? 
Yeah, and and look, a lot can happen. A lot happened last year. I mean, he had offers from, I want to say, four schools, and, and those schools all changed coaching staffs, and they went to somebody else. So, you know, he's, you know, but he's been through it. He feels good about it. I agree. It's not like I ever had that luxury either, but it's one of those things. It's, you know, sort of like meeting your wife. You just know when it's right and it feels good. And now he just wants to get that over with, enjoy that school in the fall, go to some games and really just focus on his own schedule and try and win another state championship. I guess the last question I have for you, Steve, um, this is probably mainly personal for me, but if you had to boil it down, I know it's hard, but on a percentage basis, someone's physique, uh, you know, how they make gains, how much, what percentage would you say is the training and what percentage is the nutrition? Because I'm real good, Steve, on the training part of it. The nutrition is where I'm not quite where I need to be. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that's a tough one. I'd say the the older I get, the more I feel like it's about nutrition, but nutrition but just like you like when you've trained for years and for decades and a long time you sort of get a little more leeway with the nutrition i i hate to say it so you know you already have the training down your discipline with that so it's really locking down the nutrition that can help you but man food is so good you know I like <laughs> now look i see your posts huh i'm i'm a, i'm a happy fat guy too i love wings i love pizza uh, I'm not necessarily a beer drinker, but look, I, I get it. So I think you do the best you can and you just got to be steady. You just got to be committed with whatever you're doing and, and try and get that activity a couple times a week because it, it's way too easy to sit at a computer or phone all day. You just got to be active. Steve, thanks so much for coming on the show, man. This was fun. Really appreciate it. Hey, anytime, Ross. Appreciate you. Thanks so much. That was awesome. Thoroughly enjoyed that. Hopefully you guys did as well. You know what else I enjoy? Babbel. I've had a couple friends actually say to me, did you really use Babbel before you went to Ecuador? Yeah, absolutely. You know why? It is the second best way to learn a language. The best way, obviously, is to go there, immersion, to actually be there. But I love Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons designed by over 150 language experts my daughter's actually, we had fun doing it. We had fun learning some of the expressions, you know, when you're at a restaurant to order something, if you need something, all those type of things. I think they got more out of that maybe than Spanish class at school. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners to get you started right now. Get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash Ross. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash Ross, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com, slash Ross. Rules and restrictions may apply. Tux Takes. All right, Ross. CBS and Nickelodeon are teaming up for the first ever Super Bowl alternate telecast. Absolutely love that. Makes perfect sense, right? I mean, they need to find ways to get young people interested in the NFL, watching these games, I don't know that there's a better way to do it than get them started when they're real young on Nickelodeon. Some roster news. Rams running back Sony Michelle is retiring. Steelers signed linebacker Quan Alexander. Dolphins signed cornerback Eli Apple. And the Panthers signed linebacker Deion Jones. Right. Well, these are the things that happen during camp, right? So first of all, you have guys like Sony Michelle that probably just didn't feel like his body could do it anymore. 
totally understandable. You know, he came out of high school with injury issues. It's amazing he won two Super Bowls and played five years. And then, you know, Steelers felt like they still needed another linebacker. Dolphins needed Eli, Eli Apple because Ramsey's out, I think, likely for the year. And then Panthers getting Deion Jones. I'm curious. He was a really good player in Atlanta for a few years there. I'm, I'm a little curious as to what happened with him. And we got some injury news. Colts running back Zach Moss breaks his arm. Broncos wide receiver Tim Patrick tore his Achilles after an ACL tear he suffered last year. Broncos wide receiver K.J. Hamler was released with an NFI due to a heart condition. And Lions tight end Shane Zilstra is out for the year after a significant knee injury. So Zach Moss had surgery on that broken arm. And they say that uh, he might be back by week one, but certainly doesn't hurt Jonathan Taylor's case, you know, and if Moss was out for longer, that would make Jonathan Taylor's case even better. It sounds like uh, KJ Hamler has pericarditis. It sounds like he'll actually be back sometime recently, uh, sometime fairly soon. The Tim Patrick thing is just heartbreaking. Tore his ACL in camp last year. He's a really good player. I've been reading stuff about his leadership. Now to tear his Achilles. I'll say another thing, Jack. You know that I want every player to get as much money as they possibly can. This is another reason why. I mean, these are year-long rehabs. And his knee and his Achilles are going to affect the rest of his life. Hopefully he'll be fine and live a normal life, but these in, they're still there, man. Trust me, they're still there. Every injury I've had, it's still there. I still notice it sometimes. Speaking of still there, I can't believe more of you aren't taking advantage of any sponsors. Sending them to me, Ross at RossTucker.com. It's going to be me, Joe Dolan, and 10 other people. And one of us is winning $500 in DraftKings Best Ball. To start playing best ball, download the DraftKings app using Ross and sign up with the code Ross to start playing best ball today. Join the DraftKings $10 million best ball tournament. You'll get your first entry back in DraftKings dollars only on DraftKings with code Ross. Or you can take advantage of any other sponsors, West Shore Home, the Game Time app, Babble, just hand it to me, Ross at RossTucker.com, and say, I want you in the best ball draft. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. Shout outs. Love me some. MyFrontPageStory.com. Some of you have not even just gone to the website and looked at how awesome the product is. Just go check it out so you know for the next time you need to get somebody a gift. MyFrontPageStory.com. BackOfficeSchedule.com is very cool. Go-Bangles.com. SteakhouseSports.com. HumanHeadNYC.com. Sportaculture. And then, of course, Pizza Boy.